Hey everyone, um, welcome to the first official episode of Boys in the Burbs. Um, this podcast, it's less about something and more about just us, I guess. Um, you're joined with Kelly. Kelly? Kelly. So we're, we're just, he's Kelly. I'm Kelly, and um, this is my good friend, Dustin. Yes, sir. We have um, had quite a time. Good time. Quite a, we've had good times It's been a fun together. ride, hasn't it? It's been a fun ride. We've known each other for many years, and we many decided, years. you know what? Let's let's start a podcast. Let's start a podcast together. And I feel like we uh, have a lot of well, not a lot, but not a lot of knowledge. We have interesting life experiences what personalities. that I feel like we could share mm. and sort of just talk about. So we talk about anything <laughs> that comes from TV to music to yeah. to life to philosophy. You know yeah, fuck it. Why not? We'll just talk about everything. Exactly. Um. Where do we start then, I guess? Um, talking I, about everything's a big fucking subject, bro. Exactly. Um, fuck it, we don't have to talk about anything. We to don't talk have about to talk about something. We can just you talk. guys don't get to know our backstory until season three, season at least. <laughs> fucking season three, guys. <laughs> um, dude, what was I listening to today? Ooh, going the same to the old music. Shit. I've been listening to the same old shit recently. Same old shit. It's all like... Like I'll Hip-hop, find an album, rap, yeah, rap and I'll, I'll find a specific album because I don't listen to playlists. Yeah, um, and it will just like never leave my. It'll it'll stay in my rotation for like two or three weeks. Exactly, and then I'll replace it with something else I consider new and good. I yeah. guess. Apart I've... from, uh, uh, do you have Kelly? Do you have any albums that just like will never, no matter like no matter how long, will never leave rotation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that album for me is In Rainbows by yeah. Radiohead. Oh, right. Yeah, you've told me about this. I've told you about this. This is probably one of my favorite albums like, of um, all time. The basic bitch Radiohead yes. pick, isn't it? No. Um, oh, wait, no. The, wouldn't that be like OK Computer OK Computer is probably the most basic bitch yeah. one. But Radiohead's a pretty basic bitch. No. Is it not? It's not. A, I, I mean, thought, I thought, Radiohead fans are going to get so mad at this I honestly episode, thought uh, The slander being told. I honestly thought it was like just purely white women music. You no. Really? No, Radiohead, uh, no, yeah, sort of mid '90s. That's when they really started moving. Shit, but RDA Radiohead's just sort of like it. it, it yeah. It's a very broad. Um, yeah, I get. Like everyone would listen to Radiohead. I surprisingly not you haven't that much. I've heard some songs here and there. Yep, um, I've showed you plenty. I've showed you some off of the album In Rainbows, which mm. was an album released in 2007. It was released, fun fact, it was free for everyone. Yeah. It was released as sort of a pay-what-you-want system, and that oh, generated... Like an honor system. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can pay what you want for it, but you can literally just listen to it for free. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people did, That's which gave good. it so much press. Mm. And and it's still, like, there's still monetary incentive for yeah. the... Um, the... Well, well, they released In Rainbows Disc 2 at a price, I believe. Oh, yeah. And that one wasn't as good. Oh, really? No, it was oh. sort of just like a like an afterthought. Like, yeah, it's like, just two. You've got like your demos on there and mm. stuff. Like they're not really full songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's fair assumption. Because they've done something similar with their most recent release, which was Kid Amnesia, which is a compilation of their albums Kid A and Amnesia. Ooh. And they released them together. Is this a new release or is this... This came out in 2021, so it's a oh, new shit. release. New release in Radiohead standards. Yeah, I honestly thought Radiohead were done and done and dusted. No. Uh, there's actually been talks about them coming together early this year. Fuck. So who knows? We might get a 10th Radiohead album. And... Whoa. A 10th Radiohead album. Looking forward to that. What's the bet? It's going to be shit, though. But... For Kid Amnesia, what they did was they sort of just pulled a bunch of unfinished songs mm. from, um, where yeah, from when they were recording these albums and just so put in them the in prime. there. Yeah, so like it's kind of like um, kind of like Donda. Yeah, like oh. they they sort of release it, it. It's more like a fan thing where they release it un like unfinished with sort of like extras and Easter eggs for the listener to well, listen to. Donda, I, some people could argue that Donda's finished. Would you say that? Yeah, I'd say Donda's finished. Donda 2 isn't. I feel like Donda wasn't really cut very well. Really? Well, it has um, I, I, 27 songs. Yeah. A lot of them being part twos. That's on the sec- the deluxe yeah. album, though. I feel like they could have cut it down to probably about 14 songs. Well, well, um, how many songs do they have uh, original release when on it the first origin- came out? Remember? When it first came out? Yeah, yeah. 27. Are you sure? Yeah, because on the deluxe edition, it's 32. Really? Yep. Oh, 
Because you've got a lot of part twos, like yeah. you got Jail Part Two, OK OK Part Two, um, Juno Part Two, Jesus is Lord Part Two. Yeah, the Part Two's really slowed down the album. Yeah, but um, if I'm correct, a lot of them are spaced towards the end, aren't they? Yeah, they're very. They're, they're all saved to the end. All the Part Twos. Donda, but... Donda for me is such a hard album because it's got a lot of good songs in it, but it's more of a playlist album where you'd pick and choose. It's yeah. not, there's a lot, there's some skips. It's, it's not really like, it doesn't really flow into itself as well some, as I'd like. Some albums are, are no skip, like they're, they're no yeah. skip albums. Yeah. And those are the ones I, I, I'll listen to consistently and yeah. frequently. Um, and then you'll get those albums that like, yeah, you'll skip a couple of songs to hear the ones you like. Yeah. Like, and that's Donda for me. That's, yeah. I, I enjoy most of the songs, but it's just not something that I'd uh, frequently listen to. Now. I find that for, um, at long last ASAP. Ooh, really? I don't really listen to that album in full. Um, I really just, uh, sort of pick which, and choose. Which in the, in the ASAP, um, ones is that is that holy ghost asap or is that um sandman uh asap like what 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 um what songs are on that one because what songs are there's like there's like long last live love there's so many asap sounding albums this is long last so with the album cover i'll be able you'll understand i I love that album yes I think I, I don't think that album has a lot of skips personally. For our listeners, I'm sorry. We there will be no visual representation. Yeah. Fucking Google it. Yeah, Google it. Do it. Do what you want. You know. It's not our job. It's, a, it's an audio. It's an audio medium. If you don't know ASAP, what's your problem? If you want audio visual, you yeah. can fuck right off. But like, I'll I'll listen to the album and like I'll listen to Holy Ghost. I'll listen to Canal. I'll I'll listen to Fine Wine. Our whole and then Alice gimmick is we hate the audience. Yeah. Fuck you, audience. You suck. Um. Uh, I, no, please, please don't stop listening. If I ever give, like, when I when I do decide, like, when I yeah. when I feel like ASAP, I'll um yeah. And I uh, if I if I want to listen to an album, I'll listen to it for, like fully through yeah because um, I feel like uh some part of me feel like like feels like that's just the way they should be consumed, you know. Um, especially like from back in the day when podcasts didn't exist yeah. and people would just oh I'm talking really silently um would just <laughs> um release like cds and you'd have to listen to it in that order yeah and the ordering of an album would really matter like where songs would go um and some people don't really understand the importance of um where they place their songs in an album yeah kanye knows that very well well he used to yeah he used to um by a uh, 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 example is the intro song to yes yeah. on site I'll tell you an artist who really knows what they're doing with that, with their latest album. Yeah. Lil Yachty, Let's Start Here. Everything. You're just fucking itching at the, because it's such a good album. Because it's such a good album. And everything wasn't done my point, buddy. Well, I'm going to make my point and then you can go back to yours. Okay. (laughs) And, um, so the thing is, I love, the thing I love about Let's Start Here is just everything flowing into each other so well. What'd you say about my what? boy? Because uh, sung by man and you love man. Yeah, I love man so much. Um, because <sighs> you get to like pretty, and then it flows into failure. Oh, failure flows into the zone. The run from I, I constantly say the run from Paint the Sky yeah. to the album. Is just... I don't skip any songs on Let's Start Here, which oh. just sort of shows how good it is. But I'll sk- I think uh, I think I have one song in my in my skip list. For oh Let's really? Start Here. Okay. I, well, um... While you pull that up, I'm gonna quickly go over the songs that I skip yeah. when I listen to At Long Last. So usually, right, I'll mm. start with, like, the first three songs, that being, um, well, Holy the first Ghost. four. Um, Holy Ghost to LSD. Yeah, Holy Ghost to LSD. I'll probably, I'll, I'll sometimes skip it. Excuse me. Um, I'll go to JD. I'll skip Lord Pretty and Electric Body. Lord, Lord, Lord Pretty, um... Actually, no, Lord Pretty's fine, but I yeah, skip well, Electric Body. Um, um, I like Jukebox, Max, and then I didn't like the Joe Fox feature with, uh, the next song after max yeah uh far side i think mm. it's called and wavy bone i just like there's a lot of these features that i feel like they didn't do a lot for me yeah that's fair so like that's, i i yeah that's that's fair it's... like i feel like ugk didn't really fit well in wavy bone mm. um it's been a while since i've heard that yeah. album so but like I, I i can i can um get what i mean but get what of, you mean yeah i'd say the sort of main point being that Streaming services on music, mm. it, it's really just sort of opened the opportunity for people just to skip songs they don't like. Oh, yeah. Like, you sure, you could fast forward on a it's CD. It's very easy to just, like, you can skip on a CD. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just, it's easy to, um, 
with the CD, you can just pop it in and not touch it. Yep. Whereas with uh, streaming services... Because you, it's just so easy. You're on your phone a lot. Yeah, and it's as, so easy just to change. Yeah, and it's just a flick of... Like, uh, uh, you scroll down, like, um, drag down and then yeah. press a button. It's simple. And since you're on... You, know, you use... Mm-hmm. Like, people use their phone so much, it's just... If you don't like part of song, why not skip it? Then? I feel like a lot of these streaming services are just kind of giving us too much control. Mm, mm. And that's leading to a lot of like a lot of bullshit a lot of bullshit especially in people's dopamine receptors oh yeah dude we're gonna get we want to talk about dopamine receptors we're gonna get scientific on the podcast we're gonna be talking and reels and shit you know all that fucking hullabaloo (laughs) we get to the what really grinds my gears portion of the podcast fucking those reddit videos with the subway surfers underneath Mm. but the worst part is everyone's a sucker for them. Yeah. Like, I find myself falling for it. And then I like, I'll look up for it. And I'm like, what the just, fuck am I doing? I've yeah. wasted an hour of my life scrolling it's and scrolling away. It's a very time waste. And these corporations know it. Like, and it's, 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 they take advantage of it. It's mass, user. like throwaway accounts doing it. Like, it's just lazy content. Yeah. Very, very lazy. Very lazy. Recycled clips from actual, like media it's just dumb and because of the impact on your dopamine receptors just getting flash after flash of attention dopamine attention spans are at an all-time low your attention span goes around and it's why a lot of these people are getting diagnosed with adhd hmm. i sort of miss the days more like 2018 like when it came to content like hmm. youtube content Dude, 2018 was such a shit time for content what do you mean it was it was it was after t-series the... versus PewDiePie no. was going crazy Dude, looking back on that actually experiencing that well, during was, the time it mattered. During the time, very much so. During the time it was, um, you know, everyone was a part of it. But looking back on it, it's just cringe. Yeah. It's I, like, but I don't know. I feel like that whole era is just cringe a little. I think the sort of mass adoption um, because of TikTok into these sort of like short form, like you've got YouTube shorts, you've got Instagram reels. Yeah. You've got but Facebook reels too. As uh, like for the longest time, um, YouTubers and movies and shows and trailers, they always try and grab your attention in that. Yeah. Cause they know like if someone's not titillated in 10 seconds, they won't view the rest or whatever. And I think reels and Instagram and all that, even if you're not interested in what you're watching, it's so quick and easy. It's to, very facilitating. Yeah. It's so easy just to open the app and start scrolling. And you very rarely, um, like the recommendation system preys on you. Yes. Um, I, that's something that really scares me. Is oh, you ever talk? You, I, I feel I, like I know what you're going to say when you're literal, talking about something yeah. without phones and then it gets recommended to you. Yep. It's terrifying. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where, as a hobby, what I do when I'm just really mind numbingly bored mm-hmm. is I'll go into a, to YouTube Reels and I'll try and get it to recommend me a certain thing. Really? So you just I, be talking to yourself, trying to get recommendations? Yes that's hilarious so i was out with a good mate and a good irish mate oh yeah and yes you know you know this irish yeah, mate. a friend of ours a good friend of ours as the mafia would say as the mafia would say we were i was on my youtube my instagram reels yeah and i was getting it to recommend me you have the, the most... timer don't you yes he set a timer on good there. that's good i have that yeah i've got that too it's insane yeah good. It, it, helpful tip helpful tip put for on, you guys at home put on a 10 minute instagram timer to tell you to get off yep that's saves you so much time you won't be sitting there for two hours really thinking about oh, what have i done with my life and you're not wasting your life but when i was on youtube videos this specific day i was not wasting my life i was i was as we'd say um on a mission a man on a mission. <clears throat> a man on a mission because I was getting Instagram reels to really pro to sort of program it to recommending me these like videos from South America of people just like getting fucked up. Oh really? Like like lively clips. Yeah. And it I got it to a T where every single video was oh some guy falling off a scooter in like Pakistan. They just brutally died. Some guy like oh wait, it's Instagram, so some guy getting like they, it's Instagram, so it's like it's so it's not like gore. You want to see someone's head get cut? It's just off. people getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, it it it, it was pretty funny just going through my reels mm. and having that programmed. I used to try and um cater get it to cater towards hot yeah. women. I used to try and get my Instagram explored <laughs> full of hot chicks, like full of beautiful like, babes, and because I like it's all the same archetype, like e 
Ego yep. Apolodeo. Um, and as soon as you like, just like like one of those pictures, it's just um, it's just after that, just flash up. After that, you just get so much. Exactly. Um. Uh. I. I. Uh. Yeah. I hate it. Um. But I'm also a hypocrite. I'm not the type. Are you the type to like tape your uh, laptop camera or? No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, I would never do. It's too much effort. It's too much effort. Like the and also, I don't care. Like the data being sold, it is real. It is gonna happen. Oh yeah, it's happening. You should be scared, but also you should like, be scared, but don't worry. But like, don't worry too much because it, it. It's not like they're gonna do very malicious things to you yeah. if you're. If like you're gonna, they're just gonna sell your data. If you're though, gonna like, facilitate the site, you might as well know the risks. Hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, I have like a little speaker that's okay, Google operated. You know, yeah. like oh, I just did it there. <laughs> it's um, constantly shut up, speaker. Okay, I, I don't care. It, it does this to me all the time. Um, clearly, shut. Like it's always listening. You know. Yes. How? Like that's. I, I get that it's it can be trained scary. to pick up phrases, but. It is a bit scary. You ever watch the show Black Mirror? Oh yeah, dude. I I um I really I I I love Black Mirror. I used to. That's very much sort of like the what if this was horribly more like fucked up. Yeah, it's it's very um dark. Yeah, dark. you get these sort of futuristic sort of Just dystopian as, episodes. Um, uh, what uh, DC Metal or whatever the comic run's called, and um, a lot of the a lot of this is so overblown. Mm, mm. Like, let's get a little political. The People, culture war these days. Yeah, bro. scientists keep saying like like there's a lot of these sources like veritable sources, air quotes, veritable sources saying oh we're gonna run out of natural resources in the next hundred years. Yeah. We're not. Okay. There's plenty. There's we we can facilitate basically ten billion people yeah and the impacts are so low climate change sure it's probably going to happen but the effects are not going to affect us in this lifetime really or in the next like few lifetimes you believe um we shouldn't care about climate change i feel like we should care about climate change but we shouldn't make such a big deal about it that Mm. the more current problems i feel like the uh the big deal we're making about it is for the sake of future generations yeah but i'm also a cynic and i'm just like i I, I don't contrarian a little i don't really care yeah that's fair um would you would, what would you say is your main fear for the world for the would world you, would you say you have a fear for Not the world really honestly yeah um well like i i guess i guess like you scared of corporations not even though it's there's nothing scary about it if anything i'm Amazon selfish drones. i'm more self-interested if you ask me what i was scared of personally yeah. i would be able to tell you but the world it's it's too big um too big of a stage i feel like a lot of people should be more focused on their really their personal problems because you've got a lot of these really just just toxic people you gotta look out for number one Mm -hmm. number one being us oh us me and kelly me and kelly you You guys donate all your money (laughs) donate all the money send all your money in watch all the ads don't use spotify premium pro spotify premium why's that because we need ad revenue true true <laughs> ad revenue we get like three cents oh dude three cents beautiful that's another thing that's three cents profit profit a lot of artists from these streaming sites are getting nothing. so underpaid yeah because it's, so, it's all about the big like the the people that stream a lot make money but even then it's not it's these streaming sites sort of just sort of a crop like like cultivating yeah all they the they bring the market to it, so mm-hmm. they they feel like that they should be able to facilitate price. Spotify is very bad with it, um, and because like the large majority of people are listening to streaming services mm. music, they have control of where they can just set the price. You know, um, and if artists sort of say no to that, they're cutting out the largest portion yeah. of their audience. That's what Kanye had a really big problem with. That's yeah. what the stem player tried to fix, but it didn't work. At no, all. never took off. Good in theory, bad in practice. Um, if you if you like, there's a graph out there for if you really want to support an artist. I think Deezer is uh, pretty high up on it yeah. in um, terms of what they pay per stream. Exactly. Um, but the, like, it's or I think YouTube Music does a good job as well of, yeah. of supporting artists. Uh, but it's like the the when you get to the lower side and Spotify is on the lower side, it's like eight cents. Eight cents. Um, or like it's very like very low. Wasn't it like what eight cents per or, ten thousand streams? Yeah, it's like. 0.0 something per stream or something yeah. like, like i think it's what the figure is 0. 0.00008 cents per yeah, stream we could pull the numbers up but go fuck yourself yeah dude <laughs> if, if we blow this podcast up we can get 
One slushy. Yeah. One one dollar slushy. One, no, inflation's hit. They're two dollars now. They're two dollars. We can't even afford. Slushy. Oh no. <laughs> but then again, you don't need to feel too bad for musicians because they got all of these other sort of revenues yeah. for like like streamers selling drugs to teenage women. Yep. And um, then fucking trafficking them. women. Trafficking teen. No, that's cartel shit. <laughs> no, the main uh, the main like the main sources of revenue are like touring and yeah. uh, sponsorships. Yeah. Speaking of sponsorships, right, I wanted to talk about... CD sales, I guess. I mean, CD sales, sure, but me personally. Mm. So, oh, Are we talking about tours? No, we're going to be talking about my sponsorship deals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we're going to quickly talk about oh. my life for a second here. You know, this podcast is going to kill your sponsorship deal. Yeah, because I'm going to be talking a lot of shit. I'm going to but... send them a link, <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna listen to it all and just fucking so, hate me by the end. me, Kelly... Kelly Kelly almost Ch- had a last name. Almost had there. a last name spill. We don't I'm like getting doxxed here. Um, I'm a sort of professional, semi-professional drummer. Yeah, playing what three bands at the moment. I'm sort of starting projects with the other these other bands, and because I want to sort of do mu- music full time, mm. I'm like, why not try and sort of make money from that? So exactly, I sent a bunch of videos of me playing drums, and one simple company which we will will. Re- remain nameless yeah will sort it? of small scale yeah we'll remain nameless. honestly i i forgot the name of it so i can't even that's fair enough because it's a very generic name yeah very generic symbols so, uh, uh, not one of the big boys secrets through ignorance you feel um i've got a sponsorship deal with them and mm. that i have the contract ready to sign very very proud i, and... I you are not getting paid though Oh no! So with this That's contract, the right, part. oh, this is crazy. I'm not allowed to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it anyway on the podcast. Is it what NDA? NDA. If you're not allowed to talk about it, we don't. My podcast. No, I want to talk about it. Yeah, but if you're listening, well, how they know? How will they know? Yeah, but they get the, there's evidence out there. Kelly. Evidence out there. This so what? is the evidence we're creating. Evidence the only right bad now. thing about like the, if if this gets out is the contract's cancelled, which I wouldn't be too upset about. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So this contract basically is like five years. I'm going to be a feature artist for this simple company. I'll be put on all of their social media. Pennyless, by the way. Pennyless. Not money getting talked about at all in this contract. Not a dime would be earned. I'm not getting free symbols. I'm getting a discount. If anything, yeah, a discount. That's... And the whole it, it's like a, it's it's exposure, right? I'm getting paid an exposure. Mm. And I think that exposure is the dumbest way to get paid. And locking nowadays. you into a five year exclusivity deal is yeah. predatory. It sort of cancels out my options because I've had another opportunity come up where I can potentially yeah. get a sponsor with a much larger simple company mm. and a lot of these artists i feel sort of just accept uh the first contract that comes their way and it sort of limits them oh yeah it keeps it, it, it they get locked into it it's um like marvel movies yeah you know old marvel movies where they sign contracts for like um eight films or whatever and then they'd be locked into those eight films yeah, exactly. It's it's very predatory. The the not the Wayans brothers, but the the scumbags that made um the shitty scary movies. Yeah, that's how they would get um the first scary movie. So good, though. yeah, because that's Wayans brothers. Yeah, but um, you know what? A uh, movie movie eighty three or what's that? The sketch movie. I I wouldn't be familiar movie, with it. Movie fifty three. Movie fifty three. Well, shit, it's something. But it's it's they get the actors by just locking them into contracts, and <sighs> it's just terrible. Yeah, because a lot of these artists like they're working like what, like a five year exclusivity contract, and I'm getting the main account of this uh, symbol band, which yeah, we will a not little name. Shout out. They've I got guess. like what fifty thousand followers. Like sure, I'll get my name out there, but like it, it's, in the, it's in the it's in the sea of artists that they have. That's so niche. It's so five years for fifty. I'll tell a little anecdote about an artist, a very prominent artist you in the metal start community. Talking shit about people. I will start talking shit about start people. Shit I'm going to be talking shit about a lot of music labels, and the main one I'm going to be talking shit about is Roadrunner Records. I'm going to send it to all. Of, you're going to be blacklisted soon. So though. Roadrunner Records, very prominent in the sort of metal community. Ooh, too one of them enough to talk about. No, we can talk about them. <laughs> Because well, we don't have any dealings with them personally. Generally known as scumbags, right? The one of the largest metal bands in it, Slipknot, happened to have signed a, I think it was a seven, it was a seven or eight, uh, yes, seven records for six hundred thousand mm. dollars, and they had to make six records with Roadrunner Records. Ew. And it just because obviously they signed it. A, 
obviously $600,000 for them was a lot of money. A lot of them were coming from poverty. I feel like a lot of these record companies are preying on uh, young artists knowing that they'll get big. Oh yeah, very much predatory behavior. Exactly. Through these labels. So um, the, yeah, the same happens like in the in the rap community all the time with mm-hmm. masters and owning masters. It happens yeah. everywhere. It's a universe. I think universally everyone gets fucked over by labels. Yeah, so a lot of these artists including Slipknot, right? They released their self-titled album to critical acclaim going mm. platinum. That next album also went platinum. Pump off their dick a little. Well, I'm allowed to I'm allowed to because they got no money from any of the sales because oh, of really? their deal with Roadrunner. Oh, that's fucked. And because of how huge Slipknot is and the amount of record sales they That's a lot of money left out. Exactly. It would have been at least $60 million Holy from a shit. lot of, like, I think their first three records. Yeah. They got none of that. They got $600,000 split between nine members. Mm. And because of that, they had to do a grueling touring schedule. Yeah. Like, if they we, tour all year, all year, all year. If um if we want to talk about artists that have a problem with uh, labels and masters yeah. um, and, like, fucking them over, if we want to talk about that, we can talk about Frank Ocean and Endless. <sighs> um, Poor Frank. I assume everyone's heard the say. story behind Frank, uh, uh, behind Endless and how he fucked over the label before he dropped, what, Blonde? Yep. Um, yeah. Blonde um, being his second album, most recent album. Hmm. Most recent fucking... 2016, 2016. Back... So long Back in the day. Back in the day. That's so long ago. We need a new Frank Would you like to tell that story for the people... What story? Uh, Of Frank Ocean. Oh, um, the... the, I don't know exact specifics, but I know... um, Just little clip notes. Something in a contract with a certain label company. I think it was UFC, maybe? I don't know. Um, I believe it was... Was it... I think, wait, it could be Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but the story is mm-hmm. that... Because um, his first album was released with the Island Def Jam Music Group. Yeah. Um, they wanted him to, after Orange, I think they wanted him to release an album. And so yep. he put out uh, Endless. Yes. And that was like the, the counting and that got him out of his contract. And... Right after he put out Endless, I think he released Blonde. Yeah. Um, and he owns... I think he did that so he could own the master and get get a big payout from it. Which is pretty smart. Just sort of yeah, I think, fucking over these huge companies. Like I said, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, the, he, he did screw them out of a, a couple few milli. And the album Endless, right? Mm. You can't find that on Apple Music. You can't. Not there. It's, it's in music Can videos. It should be. Endless being a single, being the no, because it's um the music videos um like half an hour now exactly, but still like you would want that in that album form, right? Oh yeah, it's very difficult to um it's 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 barely an album exactly. It's just a it's a performance, I guess that that so, you can watch again. So my recommendation to all you young aspiring go musicians out there, endless, go watch endless. Also fuck fuck labels, fuck large labels, fuck large labels. small labels extremely helpful extremely helpful kill I've them been, too i've been no 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 i've Why been not? uh i've been lucky to work with uh i'm not gonna say the name yeah but a, a pretty small scale record uh thing on our side of the country you know if you say it i'm gonna have to beep it out and i'm gonna, gonna, gonna to say i'm gonna say put the n-word in there you you're, said gonna, the you're gonna pull out your soundboard i'll end snipe you you'll end snipe me <laughs> poor shout out pewdiepie he got end sniped <laughs> what but, a stupid <laughs> I've been working with the small sort of uh, label, and they're pretty much they're, they're they're kind of prominent on our side of the country, uh, but like not enough to have any major artists signed with them. No big connects. But we're not signed with them. None of oh, our really? bands are signed with them, and uh, they've helped us book shows. They're just doing you solids. They're just doing us solids, really. Shit. And like we haven't even talked really about like sort of signing. Oh really? Because they're just sort of their their main philosophy really is to just like are we here to help? Yeah, just sort of help out young aspiring artists. Yeah, that's, that's gigs, very... tours, venue bookings, gender diverse lineups, and fun times. Mm, that's their bio. Nice. You can probably find something from that, but you didn't hear no, it from us. I'm gonna come to their office and just <laughs> just commit just burn crime. It down. Just burn it down. Why was it because of the gender diverse no, lineups? No, just to screw you over a little. Just because I think it'd be funny. You don't want me to be a good go, musician. Go find a new label now. How about that? <laughs> Well, there, there are a couple. There are a couple small labels. It's incentives. I'm incentivizing you to find a completely new label, a groundbreaking one. Yes. I'm also incentivizing you to um, 
Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold here on set. <laughs> bit sniffly. Bit sniffly. <laughs> we, we, we've kind of reached a lull in the podcast. Oh, bro. We've reached a, uh, uh, like a silent point, I a guess. A silent point. Um, <laughs> sort of a stagnant, I a guess. stagnant. I guess we're, we stagnate. We um, could take a break, even. Would, would, uh, hmm. Let's talk. Get rid let's of switch mediums for a Ooh, second. Okay. Let's talk about... TV shows. Oh, fuck it. Barry and ended recently. That's exactly what I was about to bring yeah. up. The ending of Barry. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Bill Hader, yeah, prominent you know actor. What? Fuck you if you don't know. You should know. I'm just going to explain anyway, because <laughs> I didn't know what Barry was until a year ago. And incredible show. Yeah. I didn't watch Barry Breaking Bad until like a year ago. So, I feel for those who mm. haven't heard about Barry. Mm. So, Barry, it is a show written and directed and acted. By Bill Hader. I think the last season is mainly like the third and fourth season. I don't know about the first and second. Yeah. In terms of uh, he got a lot more control. Yeah. But Bill Hader, a very prominent actor, he's creator of it. I, yes. I know that. Yep. Yeah. He was in what Super Bad, Clouding the Chance of Me. Well, Had like, a obviously you'll know SNL run. Obviously you'll know Bill Hader. Yeah. In 2018, worked with. Oh, I'm trying to remember the the guy's name, but with a with a lot of different writers that being alec berg emily heller alec sort of smaller scale writers who haven't worked on any big stuff um alec berg is just alec baldwin before he shoots some lady on set <laughs> alec berg. yeah he's like the um the the pokemon d evolution of alec baldwin he's just one like loaded loaded prop <laughs> yeah, going away yeah he, he's got to evolve he's got to evolve <laughs> yeah dude he needs to level up a bit his 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 xp is gained from killing women on set yeah and it just hasn't happened yet we just could give a time. You, sir, are getting off topic because we are talking about Barry. Well, screw it, man. This podcast, we can talk about whatever. Well, Barry is an American dark comedy crime drama television series. You pulled up Created by Alec Bird and Bill Haber. Of course I pull up the wiki. I want to explain to our audience. So, yeah, this is a show that sort of came out in 2018. Sort of came out. And, dude, I will nitpick the fuck enough. So, I'm going to, I'm just going to say, I'm taking classes at a certain school. At a certain school, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You, you guys don't get to know anything else. We go. That. We go to a, a, a college. We go to a college, That's and we learn. That's all you get to know. And um, I had in a certain English class. A friend of ours was doing a presentation on the show. On the show, Barry. I, I don't know if we want to go through this. Story we won't today. go into detail it's a bit into embarrassing. that. Homie um, fumbled. That's all we'll say. <laughs> Homie fumbled up the speech. Pretty heavy. When he was starting off, he was talking about it being an inverted crime drama. Mm. So a crime drama being a show where you follow like a detective, like uh, the cops win. The, the cops the, win. It, the the real crime gets the killer, figured out. Yada yada yada. You get to sort of invert that. Yeah, Barry, it's completely different. Barry, you follow the life of the criminal. So, sort of the plot of Barry being that you, you, it's a lot. It's focused on redemption. A yes, lot. you focus on Barry Berkman. So he was an ex-marine, former U.S. Marine from Cleveland. He turns into a hitman. Yeah, he turns into a hitman, sort of utilizing his skills he learnt in the Marines. And then to get out of that life, he tries to be a theater actor yes a theater actor which is it's it's a funny way i'm not gonna should we spoil some of the show um, if we're gonna talk about the ending uh, hmm. let's just talk about barry let's let's, 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 just, let's just jump into it you, if you have if we're if we're gonna explain it then we we shouldn't spoil it we will we'll explain just a little bit of it because it's a, it's a wholehearted recommendation from both of us yeah, both love it. the show watch barry. watching episode by episode together you you, you know how it is yeah so we're not gay. We're not but, gay. But <laughs> Let's clarify that. For we're the getting there. We're... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great. Oh, what's a what's a live time? It's twelve thirty-seven in the morning. Oh like, yeah, we're like five feet apart. Not five. Not even five. I've worked close as hell on the couch. I've worked tomorrow. Smooching. <laughs> I, nah. can't, I can't wait for work tomorrow. This is great. Yeah, man. This is it's it's a good time. But um, yeah, Barry being sort of a inverted crime hmm. show, and. I just kind of wanted to talk about the genre. If you want to go into Barry, that's... Well, inverted, inverted crime shows are, like, making a, a wave, yes. I guess. You know, the pioneer of it. I guess, not pioneer, but um, The Sopranos was a really big one. Because we've watched a lot of those. Yeah, like uh, Sopranos, Breaking yeah. Bad. It's all... You root for the anti here. Would nowadays. you say you have a top three? 
for favorite inverted crime shows? Um, like I say, just be um because hmm. I certainly do. Yeah, uh, there, there there aren't that many to pick out from. What's your top three? Let me. So let me know. my top three being number three being Barry. Hmm. Loved Barry. Number three isn't doing it any disservice. Yeah, I just think uh, these other shows did it way better. Yep. So Barry being incredible with its writing, its characters, its humor. Yep. Its humor is a big point. I feel like that makes the show sort of stand out. Yeah, it's a dark humor. It's that's um, it's that's where it got its legs. It's got its running. Exactly. Number two is going to be the most obvious bullet point. I'd fucking. I'd blindfold myself and throw a dart and it'll land there. Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Yeah. Breaking Bad sort of really popularized This has it. actually got me um, interested in what your number one's going to be. Yeah? Yeah. You're, you're going you're gonna to not be surprised. Go ahead. Well, let me just sort of talk about why I like Breaking Bad so much. Mm-hmm. It very much popularized that genre of an inverted crime drama. It popularized it. It popularized it and did it super well. Yeah. You Us following, obviously, Brian Cranston as Walter White. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll give it flowers for that. I... If you want to say it, uh, if you don't like Breaking Bad, fuck you. People, people try and say like people say that it like um, brought a golden age to television, or it, it um, what's the term? It 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 revived it, it revived the genre. But Sopranos was already doing yeah, what Sopranos Breaking Bad did an was extremely doing. good job. And even that. then, Sopranos got Sopranos inspiration of something else. Yeah, Sopranos is a number four for me. Like the reason it didn't top. Barry's what's your number one, buddy? Well. Hold your horses. Hold. I've been holding. You will hold your horses. I've been holding for about 36 minutes. I feel like the reason I top Breaking Bad above Barry is because I feel like I could watch every single episode of Breaking Bad. And I would... You don't feel the same about Barry. I don't feel the same about Barry. I feel like there's a couple episodes that I would just skip mainly because of Sally. What would you... Sally? You don't like Sally? Sally? Yeah. I don't like Sally. She's a compelling character. She's a compelling character, but I just sort of just didn't find her that interesting. That's fair. Um, Breaking Bad, on the other hand, I feel like all of the characters I kind of vibe with. I feel like Breaking Bad definitely has some skip episodes, though. Really? Like what? Um, if you say Fly, you're going out the window. No, Fly's the only good episode. It doesn't have Skylar in it. Um, I'd say, um, hmm, actually, that's a good question. Yeah? Because... It's weird. Breaking Bad, like you, you, you'd say it could be a like. I, I feel like I, I would be able to skip some episodes. I but... feel like there's a lot of episodes. I feel like there's no filler. I feel if like you watch every it from single the start, episode. Every of... episode carries the plot. If, if anything, Fly would be the only filler episode. Yeah, it'd be the only filler episode. But you're still getting a lot of character yeah. development. Yeah, it still explores the characters. Yeah, which is why I like Breaking mm. Bad so much. But it is very much edged out by my number one. Yeah. Drum roll. I really actually want that. Mr. In-Between. Oh, yeah. Mr. In-Between. It's probably one of, if it's, not my favourite show of all time. It's very good Australian television. So, in Mr. In-Between, for those who don't know, obviously, Follow the fuck you now. if you don't know it. Like always. It's, yeah, inverted crime drama, but it's showing the Australian underworld. Yeah. And, obviously, we're from Australia. We sort of understand that slang. The culture around it. And we're allowed to be a bit more judging of it because we've grown up in that environment. I'm not judging. Just sort of, we, we pick up us, on it um, way it easier. It gives us context. Exactly. Um, and sort of looking at that, like, through the through a more sort of judgmental view, I guess. That's how I would put it. Yeah. It does a phenomenal job. Mm. Every bit of slang, it's perfect. The writers, obviously, are Australian. They know exactly what they're talking oh, yeah. about. It's very rooted in Australian culture. And I just sort of feel like... Which is a bit... Uh, it, it's it's a bit hard for people outside, like out of country, to get into it. I guess I, feel I, like I it, could. I guess it could be a bit difficult. Oh, well, from what I've I heard, it's like like people have watched it in the US and liked it, but it's not broken through. Yeah, but it's not like um, they don't understand. The main reason it's my number one mm. would be because it takes from elements of both Breaking Bad and Barry. Yeah, you get those super compelling characters. I still feel I feel like Barry does a better job in um, terms of camera work and directing, though. Yes. Um, as I much as like... I love Vince Gilligan, I feel like a lot of his shots are just kind of generic. Yeah, and some of them are really un, un really oddly goofy. Yes, where they shouldn't be goofy. <laughs> like there's uh, he he does this shot where it's like you can see through the ground. The one in the 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 one in Better Call Saul that was actually pretty nice. That's yeah. a very good the the see through the ground shot. I don't the, like those ones. When when season one of up, Breaking Bad, you don't when they're cleaning up the the bathtub and it's the floor like season one of breaking bad i'm just gonna say it is pretty goofy 
because it yeah, starts it's very a, camp. It's a it's a dark it's a dark comedy. It starts <laughs> off as a dark comedy, really. a little bit. Yeah, it's it it uses like sort of like like less serious tone for the music. Like they yeah. kill two guys and they're like it's not they're as... joking about it sort of. Mm. Um, While later Breaking Bad gets it just fucking, fucking heavy. Picks up, yeah. <laughs> It picks up like season two. It just keeps if you haven't seen mind. Breaking Bad, fuck you. We're gonna spoil it with Jesse's fucking development, mm, being a slave. Jesse's character arc is so good. Yeah, I just sort of like the evolution of the show. Yeah, but the um, reason I like Mister In Between sort of more than that. Yeah, is it? I guess a personal bias with it sort of hits close to home. Yeah, obviously. Yes, and also just sort of very um easily relatable. Now I'm gonna just say it. Yeah, I'm an action cuck. I love action some movies. Good, some good I action. I can I can watch I can obviously watch an action movie and not care about the plot at all. Mm. But with Mister In Between, I care about the plot and yeah, the action because yeah. the action scenes are so well choreographed mm. and realistic. Very very quick. Very um. Uh. Very sudden. Yes, um, and that's what makes Barry it, does that really good as yeah. well. It makes it very interesting to watch. Just mm. sort of like you don't know who's gonna fucking get fucked up. Like, when they portray, like, when shows portray violence as, like, just something that happens, that's when it gets really good with how violence is shown. Yeah. If and I feel like it's more accurate to, like, real life. Like, yeah. like obviously... Like, there's not going to be a spectacle out of mm-hmm. violence. It's just someone's going to die and he's yeah. dead, you know? And then you got to bury him, and that's that's a lot of mystery in between. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've witnessed violence a few times. Mm. We're not going to give any details, but I saw some guy getting getting beaten up and his shoes flew off. You, you, you're you a victim yourself, buddy. Not a victim, more say, just a witness yeah, to violence. You're, you're also a victim. And I sort of feel like I was sort of desensitized by that because like, I've seen much worse on TV. Mm. Oh, mm. Like, it, it, it's bad because it's real people, but do you think, also... Do you think TV desensitizes you to violence? I would say so. I think there's a disconnect. I would think you say that? I think there's a disconnect. Yeah, I yep. don't. That the 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 whole like TV de- like the whole like video games TV show desensitization shit. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like it's very example by example, but TV shows don't do a lot because they can't get away with it. Well, really. I'd say like I'm not like completely like adverse to violence. Like I don't see mm. it and be like this is fine. Like, but I see it and be like, oh, I. I recognize this yeah. as a thing that happens. But that's like that's also because we're Australian people. Yeah. Like and just like a bashing isn't. And yeah. I feel like that happens worldwide, I guess. Yeah, we yeah, in in sort of Australian culture you can't get bashed. All the fucking time. Yeah, and, and that's just sort of like part um, of it. But uh, I feel like I feel like T V can't really I feel like there's a very big um chasm, I guess. Yeah. There's a very big disconnect between what actual violence is to that like for like mm-hmm. actual i feel violence. like because when, when i saw that guy get his shoes knocked off yeah but you just saw a beating kelly that's yeah i'm i don't have a personal connection to any of those people i didn't know any of those people yeah it was just like a, something i walked past if violence happened to someone i knew personally or to me which it has yeah I, i've obviously gotten emotional about that but... and that's affected me what I'm saying, I'm talking about a whole different sort of violence than yep. just beatings, because beatings aren't like as the the like in the society we're raised in, and and um like culturally, and just even like generally like glo- like um throughout the world, I think like uh physically beating someone up isn't the isn't the extreme of violence for me. Yeah. Um, like I when I when I say violence, I I I mean like people brutally like, or not even brutal like just like like there's a big disconnect between someone getting shot in a TV show or a movie and someone like getting shot, you know. I'd say and, a lot of people sort of brought up in like these first world countries, like the United States, yeah, Australia. You've like us, yeah, like us, like this generation of yeah. people. We um we've all probably gone onto live leak and seen someone's head get cut off, dude. Yeah, the internet is brought such a it's very easy just to see that and but even then it's you're not like it's i feel like what i'm trying to say is that actually being there is a different thing entirely yeah than witnessing it on 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 where it be like real videos that you watch on live leak or gore sites or fake tv violence i feel like no matter what if you're watching it on somewhere that's mm-hmm. not from like from where you can see with your eyes it's not 
like it it's not personal is it is it just doesn't hit you as much it's like there's that you don't get the um full extent of like violence yeah. from like and and um uh like you you can they're like you can watch horror movies and gore and and shit all you want, but if you see a guy fucking die in front of you, it's a guy's still gonna die in yeah. front of you. You still I've, gonna freak out. I've, I've yeah, the, the the worst thing I've experienced is like just seeing people getting like 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 punched. Like I've never seen someone get stabbed. I've never yeah. seen like like real real world violence mm. and very like we're very uh, I guess you could say sheltered. Yeah. So I I could say that you're just never ready for it. Like mm. you'd never be ready to see that. It comes like. And, and and it's just the the nature of violence itself yeah. is very unpredictable. Like, exactly, people are unpredictable. The world's unpredictable. You know, it's just and and yeah. My point being, like TV doesn't do a good job at like. No, I feel like TV doesn't do a, a good job at um portraying violence a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and I I don't think it ever will be able to do a realistic, uh, do it realistic justice. But I think that's sometimes like that's. Um, not a lot of people want that. Yeah, and, exactly. and I can see why. Like, Mortal Kombat got really gory with it, and um, in the nineties, yeah, they made in the nineties. Like, they made the designers time. for uh, I think Mortal Kombat X watch yeah. lively videos on repeat. That's insane. Yeah, it's very. That has to be a violation of some sort. I think. I think there was there was some hullabaloo about it, some big fuss about it. Well, I feel like if you're working on a Mortal Kombat game, you'd be like, yeah, I, I would like to watch someone's head get cut off. Oh, but see, that's what I'm saying. There's a disconnect. Yeah. There's like it's video game characters. They ain't real. Like, like you can you can design you can storyboard and design it, but if you're if you're being forced to watch live leak videos for inspiration, I guess that's a lot more jarring. Or if you if you like had to do in the field research and somehow. To those parents saying combat sports should be banned. Oh no. Fuck you. Combat sports. Uh, can we just get a big fuck you to those combat people? Combat sports have always been around. Exactly, combat sports have been around since gladiatorial days. No, like since the Even creation of man. That. Yeah, you've got people like fighting over a banana, <laughs> like monkeys fighting over bananas. Yeah, I've seen those videos. That, that's not a sport. That's just survival. Yeah, but sometimes I, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about combat sports, I thought we meant for like uh, an audience's entertainment. Yeah, I feel like we are combat sports. It's like it's not like, really about the violence. Like, sure, the violence is there, oh, but definitely is about the violence. I mean, sure, some people will be like, why do you oh, think combat he got fucked up? Why do you think combat sports are like so so um, popular? Yeah, I feel like combat sports are popular. Yeah, because of the violence. It's sure, very it's very rooted in the violence. But I feel like the deeper meaning is it's it's sort of like you're looking at these two people and and you're figuring, oh, who is stronger? Who is better? Who who is number one? And that's what a lot of these sports are based. Like, who's the number one rugby team? Who's the number one swimmer? Who's the number one fighter? I, I think I think combat sports is different in that aspect. Yeah. What would you say your opinions on combat sports are? Do you like them? Yeah, I love combat sport. Yeah, you play I, UFC. Yeah, um, and like, it, like, even even um, I, I I guess I want to tie it all to like ancient Roman times and Colosseum times because yeah. UFC and fighting and boxing as a movement is just a um, it's an evolution. It's an evolution of gladiatorial conflict you know and um that was very very much for violence yeah the you audience would, be... would would literally dictate whether the opponent would be executed or not it was it's seeped in violence and i feel like combat sports will always be seeped in the human yeah um the human like uh what the 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 desire, the or? desire to witness a violent act, and just like the enjoyment of of, of it, I guess it's something in the psyche. Uh, if like I, I don't know exact terms, I'm not a philosophy yeah. major or whatever. But um, ooh, secrets. I guess I can say what I'm not. But um, <laughs> you know, we're definitely just, not philosophical majors, but hmm, we do philosophy. It's just um, I think it's rooted in in people. Yep to cheer for violence that's why mortal kombat got so popular that's why that's why um mr in between and barry and stuff yep. like it it you watch it for story at one point but you also watch it to see cuts get fucked up yeah like that, like, that, that, that's one part that's, of it that's complete like um you can't you that's like undeniable like I'll admit, I will sometimes watch UFC to watch cunts get fucked you, up. You li- you were talking about action movies, and you were saying you, yes. you don't even need plot to watch an action. Exactly, movie. but I you think would... it's sort of different with uh, combat sports 
because I I look at that for the sportsmanship. I think you're bullshitting me. Well, there's rules in place. I yeah, but there's rules in there's there's rules in place, but the rules like they they well, they're, they're just there for the fighters' safety, I guess. Like they're there so they don't die. Well, and in sportsmanship, like when you look at um like gladiatorial days, yeah, I don't think you'd see many people getting well respected by stabbing people in the balls. Yeah, you would. Really? Oh well. Hmm. I feel like being a respectable fighter would no, be... No, because if you... Back in the day, the audience wanted to see bloodshed yeah. and ferocity. Yeah. And it was a different time. Like, a leader in that day was ruthless. Exactly. And fucking took no shit. And those gladiators, they're slaves, right? Yes. And And it would be a way to earn their freedom. So they took no fucking shit. And when you go to an, or like as an audience member, when you watch two people that aren't basically like, aren't technically human, um, fight to the death, it would be the most accelerating. Yeah. Like your heartbeat would like you, like it's like this, like, like the next step up is just actually being there and fighting. Yeah. And, and UFC is the exact same thing. Like, um, it's, it's, uh, you, you, you fucking like people watch knockout compilations. I I pers- I personally have my favorite knockout. Yeah, or my favorite one or two knockouts in fights. Do you have a favorite knockout that you could see on the podcast? Oh, I really do. Um, Ben Askren against yeah. Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, very good. Um, that's because it's all contextual though, and it's a quick knockout. Um, I I'm a sucker for jumping knees. They're really brutal. Yes. I, I won't lie to you. Jumping knees. Um, Michael Venompage versus uh, Cyborg. Yeah. Very good. Very good finish to a fight. This um, is going to be such a generic favorite fight for me, but mm-hmm. um, Conor are you going to Ma- say Conor McGregor versus K- Khabib Nurmagomedov? Yes. Yeah, with the tap out. Yes, dude. I thought that was awesome, oh, yeah. mainly just because of like the story leading up to it with Conor oh, talking God, such man. shit. Yeah. And Khabib did not want to let go. You like everyone watches. Fucking... Everyone likes watching a bully get knocked down. Mm. And Con- like that's Conor knows that, and he and he leans into it. And same with Colby Covington, he does that a lot. This is like you play the like uh Chael Chael song uh Chael uh what's his last name Chael Sonnen yeah he he knew that he figured that out really early on when it came to UFC yes and he um fucking uh, who was he shit talking about Anderson Silva I think Jose Aldo yeah um very famously he was um he he was like. I'm going to go in your kitchen and give your wife like a little slap on the ass. And I she's going to cook me that. a steak just the way I like it. Medium rare, baby. Like he would be the bad guy just to get media attention. And like, yeah, once people picked up on that, it just become, it become overdone, overplayed. I liked when, um, this is going to be kind of off topic, but yeah. sort of still on topic. Yeah. That submission from Khabib. Mm-hmm. So do you know what sort of choke he was using? Um, it was a rear naked. Oh, not rear naked. It was a, um, I know exactly, like, I don't know the name of it, but I know exactly what he did. Yes. He wrapped his, he wrapped his, um, arm around his jaw and yes. squeezed, like, the bottom part of his jaw, and it created a lot, like, it would create a lot of tension and pressure. So, a little bit of Kelly Law, mm. I used to do a lot of MMA. Oh, yes. And, yes, um, yes, yes, mixed yes. martial arts, jiu-jitsu, mm. got my black belt in jiu-jitsu, did a little bit of judo. Yeah, yeah. And, um... I used to do MMA, which is yeah, UFC. Yeah, mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. And I've had that hold put on me. Mm. And Painful? Conor McGregor understandably tapped out. Everyone's yeah. like calling him a pussy for tapping out. Everyone was calling him a pussy oh, for tapping dude. out. You see the grip in that fucking... So Khabib, he's wrestled bears. Yeah. He's... Yeah, I, I'm not afraid to you say he's the best wrestler. You can see the tension in that man's jaw. Like when you get that uh, hold put on you, it just sort of feels like your head's about to pop off. Yeah. And Khabib was fucking angry. And and like, and it's not like oh, I feel like my head might pop off. Mm, no, you're scared that your head you is like going your eyes to pop, are gonna off. pop out. Yeah. You feel like you're going to die. Yeah, and then you tap out. Mm. So um, yeah, Khabib brought a lot of anger to that fight, and it was very visible yes. all the way through, especially in that tap. Like he, I'm gonna smash your boy in you front of tell, the Irish crowd. You could tell he was just disappointed in the tap. Like he did not want Connor to tap. Exactly. Um, oh no, because he held on. The ref had to break it up. Yeah, yeah. He just did not want to see the tap. Yes. Um, which you know what? Fuck Conor McGregor. Like what? Like let Khabib Nurmagomedov do his thing. You know, he's... let him do his thing. But also, like you'd want to tap in that moment, oh, yeah, knowing definitely. like no, that like, pain. Good for, like 
Connor Connor tapped and he he's like I, I don't blame him for tapping. Um, anyone in their right mind fucking would. But you know, talking all that shit to Khabib Nurmagomedov and coming out with an L is yes fucking embarrassing. Do you think you personally could do UFC? No. No. Uh, would you want to try it? Maybe. Low weights, like low weight classes. I'm a yep. low weight sort of guy. I'm, I don't weigh a lot. Um, but even then, the, the flyweight cunts are really fucking like yep. fast on their feet and they're scary. Exactly. Honestly. I feel like I'd uh, I'd want to until I got in the ring with one, one bloke and I took a hit and then I'd just be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the, the, the horrific weight cuts, like the water weights and the... the um, it's just very brutal on the fighters. So yeah, when I did MMA, right, because it it was like classes, there was no professional fights. We just like put each other with like who was like we're closest to. And you'd just sort of spar. And it's just sort of like, you know, you're not going in there, like in that training session to fuck someone up. You're going going to to improve yourself. And I, I feel like, like as much as I spout off about like, like oh the philosophy of fighters sure you do want to fuck someone up and then mm. that feels good like it's human biology you will feel good when you fuck someone up but with sparring there's a mutual it's respect understanding of that you're trying to gain knowledge through it like you're trying to um like you like it's a fighting thing but you're also trying to like uh help yourself and your opponent sort learn. of develop yeah and yeah that's sort of why there's rules in place in UFC for like dirty moves oh yeah but that's all like that that's a, a lot of that's very um a lot of that's new like UFC early UFC didn't have any fucking rules the twelve to six elbow yeah twelve to six elbow headbutts would fucking... you do you think the twelve to six elbow so on that oh rule... it's brutal bro it's that getting like I I I can see why people want the elbow to stay but it's fucking ridiculous do you know the story behind it why it were banned brutal do you know the story on why it got banned um I know a dude took a ton of them um, so I think. It's some part of that, but also these UFC sort of like uh, the the higher ups, yeah. The man, the men in the chairs, saw these what, like videos, saw these videos of these martial artists yeah. doing the twelve to six on like a block of ice. Oh yeah, and the ice like and the and the ice breaking. They're like, that's someone's skull. When no, obviously yeah. not. Like very just like pure ignorance. Yeah, a lot of fighting commit like the the committee. A lot of like um, these sort of like fake martial arts. Ignorant old people. These fake martial artists sort of like putting on a show for like spectacle. Talking about that, um, fucking what's his name? The the really famous one. Um, it's, he's a movie star. Yeah. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. He's a big bullshit artist. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we got to wrap up soon. It's we got to wrap up soon. Seven but... minutes. Oh, nearly an hour. It's crazy. I just wanted to quickly talk about yeah, the world quick. of fake martial arts. Fake martial. Do you know much about that? Um, I know. Do you know about like the no touch masters who use their chi blasts? Yeah, I yeah, hate that. It's just people that. pretending. It's so funny to watch. I love watching the fuck. Um, like I said, dude, Stephen Skull, He's my favorite at it. He's yeah. he because he's so confident, <laughs> and it's just like you watch like these cha- like these Japanese guys that look like they're the masters of their craft, like walk up to him and he'll just like fucking grab their wrist and flip them. Yeah, and they will very obviously just like make a big deal out of it and it makes me giggle i feel like yeah i I like it for the entertainment but i hate it for uh educating like like just wrongfully like teaching people the wrong things yeah like you've got these people who genuinely believe in chi blasts but you know if the ignorant believe in it then it's kind of their fault yeah but it's also really dangerous because you'll get these people who god forbid get into a street fight and they try and use a chi blast and just get their shit rocked yeah but fuck them if you're gonna use a chi blast in a street fight you can't have it coming to you (laughs) Yeah, but also if you're educated that way, you can't really blame yourself. Like a little, like effective martial art. Like you, I, I love those videos. If you if you have access to the world around you and you still believe, yeah, you still choose to believe fucking chi blasts, and there's something a little bit wrong with you, I guess. So for those at home, if you want to learn martial arts, don't use chi blasts. Don't learn dumb fucking chi chi blasts. Don't learn this fake. Like just learn fucking Brazilian jiu jitsu, MMA and jiu jitsu. Those like, are the two. Like, they're like, like the closest to like. If you want to learn martial arts, get your fucking BJJ up. You know, yep. like like do do the do the UFC shit. Listen yep. to Joe Rogan. 
out. Like we're not fucking experts. Joe Rogan is a very much a professional. He's very well trained. Oh, he's he he's he's extremely knowledgeable. Of course, that, that's why he's a commentator. You know, speaking of Joe Rogan, he's got a podcast. And speaking of podcasts, we got to end this one. We got to end this one. Yep. Just uh, getting a little bit long winded. <laughs> full episode. Full episode. Full episode. Good for us. Kind of is. Um. Uh, I don't even know what we were talking about fully, so I can't summarize. But... I can summarize. We yeah. talked about music. Music. We talked about TV shows. Martial arts. And we talked about sports. Mm. Was that... I swear we got more in-depth, but that's... A... We got more in-depth, but that's, that's just sort summary. of the cliff notes. A good summary. Covering everything. That's basically what this podcast is. Well, yeah, this is uh, Boys and the Burbs. Um, I don't know. I hope you stick around, I guess. See you guys. Yep. It was great. Bye-bye. Bye.